0: tri-state's
1: number one motorsports talk show today's program is brought to you in part by our
2: marketing partners recognized by the eastern motorsports press association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern united states here's Rapping on racing
3: this is jonathan davenport and you're listening to Rapping on racing
4: that star-spangled star banner
0: Hello and welcome to Rapping on Racing, October second, twenty twenty three. Want to start the show off, uh, congratulating Ryan Blaney for his win at Talladega. The Penske team needed a little boost and they got one. Hey, uh, got a real nice show planned t- tonight. We're going to kick things off talking about the Lernerville Speedway high-limit podium comments from David Gravel, Rico Abreu, and Brad Sweet. Corey Simmons from Turn 5 Turnaround and Dave Oliveri from Rapping on Race and did a wonderful 90-minute pre-race podcast at Pittsburgh with some great guests. Tonight's guests include Tyler Harris, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Bill Korch has a report on the 35th annual Pittsburgher. Dave Oliveri has comments with Ricky Thornton Jr., Hudson O'Neill, Larry Kugel, and Max Blair. Howie Bayless has some great comments from Brandon Overton, Jonathan Davenport, Devin Moran, Tim McCready, and Drake Troutman. Jim Ballantyne Jr. from Mercer Raceway has the winners Eric Rudolph, Jeremy Kornbaugh, and Kurt Bisch. I want to send out special thanks for all their work uh, over the weekend with the Pittsburger, Tyler Harris, Bill Corch, Dave Oliveri, Corey Simmons, Howie Bayless, and Jim Zufall. A lot of hard work by a lot of great people to pull off a wonderful 35th annual Pittsburgher. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This is the Banker Bob Thought for this evening. In the United States, we have the right to
5: remain silent. Unfortunately, very few have the
6: ability to do so. Yes,
7: he has, and he's done it for 50 thousand big ones here at the Lunarville speedway david gravel climbs out of the race car handshakes and hugs he'll get the hoosier tire neck band of course the checkered flag down there the big game motorsports crew all down there even a swig of sweet tea boy i bet you that tastes good 35 incredible laps tiptoeing around the Lernerville speedway and he capitalized when he needed it most David Gravel does it, of course, fighting for a World of Outlaw title, but tonight he conquered the High Limit Sprint Car Series. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise, David Gravel. (laughs) The fireworks showering victory lane, including tons of tasty beverages. We've got sweet tea, we've got bubbly. David Gravel, come on over. $50,000. You know, this whole night, it was all California. It was Kyle. It was Brad. But you guys turned it on when it came time to cash the big check. Walk me through especially how difficult it was through lap traffic to keep pace and ultimately capitalize.
8: That's pretty loud. (laughs) It is loud.
7: Take another swig. You deserve it. Just how much fun was... Boy,
8: raining down on us on here in Victory Lane. It's good uh, taking a little bit of Brad Sweet and Kyle Larson's money tonight. That's for sure. Uh, man, uh, the the curb got really treacherous. It bit Justin Sanders. Uh, it bit Kyle, and it bit me too. I, I followed him in the cushion and got really, really tight. Didn't bike up uh, like Kyle did, but uh, once that happened, I knew I was in second and. You know, I felt like I was doing really good in three and four, and nobody else was really running low. And then I knew uh, the bottom was going to come into play a little bit in one and two. Um, I didn't do a good job on the restarts on the bottom, but after that uh, last restart, <coughs> I was able to run really good low and exit low, and I felt like I was the first one to, to do it. And Then Brad started doing it in one and two, but yeah, just got to thank Cody, Scott, and Zach. We didn't really have a good race car in the heat race. and. Uh, Cody worked on this thing and got it really good for the dash. I told him we were good and uh, we had a great car there in the feature as well. So this isn't the typical Lernerville, but uh, this is definitely, this is my track. Lap traffic certainly became a factor
7: and how fast this racetrack is, just how difficult is it to pick and choose where you're going to
8: go at such a torrid pace? Yeah, I mean, I was getting good restarts on the outside, but I couldn't clear Sanders and it was getting me really vulnerable going into one and I knew I should restart third and then got saved by that red flag Rico had a really good restart and uh, got by me and Brad so luckily that red came out and that that was a big big decision uh, for us all winning that race so it uh, just feels really good to win a race uh, 50,000 is even better it's been a great year uh, money wise but felt like we could have won a lot more races this year so. Uh, this makes up for it, that's for sure. How big is it just on a
7: Tuesday night to see this crowd, the support for Sprint Car Racing for a midweek show and you get to cash 50 grand?
8: Yeah, I know uh, Lernerville misses us and seeing all the best drivers in the country race here and I'm glad everybody supported it tonight. Uh, really cool to see Dale Jr. here and uh, yeah, I appreciate the Commonwealth Clash never has paid 50,000 before. So uh, we appreciate that as well, whoever uh, made that all happen. so. Happy to be at Lernerville, happy race for 50000 on a Tuesday, and uh, there's 75000 to win Saturday, so we're just going to try to keep this ball rolling and uh, try to beat Brad every night. All right, congratulations. Ladies and gentlemen, David Gravel,
7: $50,000 richer here at the Lernerville Speedway. And while he continues to celebrate, and I'm sure that celebration is going to go long into the night, we'll come around to the man who drove from ninth to 2nd, Rico Abreu, ladies and gentlemen, get up for Rico, dude. We were talking before the feature. I said, you know, last time somebody won 50 grand, they came from ninth, and that was Gio Selzy. You got really close. Take me through the last several laps, especially with how treacherous the top side of turn two was. Is that
9: still another high limit race? Not one from the front row.
7: Yeah, we're we're undefeated in that department. That's uh, that was a
9: that track got really tricky there at the end. Um, you know my. Car just had really mechanical grip at the end of the race where I could kind of run everywhere and it sat left and I didn't have to uh, you know be too aggressive on the cushion where it got to pushing and could just back my corners up and maintain their pace. Um, You know I just uh, I needed that restart to to kind of fall in my favor, but um, you know that's that's how it goes in racing and you you just keep putting yourself in position and um, you know I got an amazing team this year and we've really worked hard together to to. To just excel our program and execute in circumstances like tonight, and you know, just a, another podium
7: finish for us. Thinking a big picture, we got two more high limit races, and you chipped away at Kyle Larson's lead. What do you think in these last two at Bridgeport and Putnamville? I'm just coming to win the races. <laughs> um,
9: it's it's fun. Um, you know, I don't really track these points or anything like this. I just want to come in and win these races. And Lernerville has been a bucket list track for me to get to. And, um, you know, I just just really fortunate to be in this situation to race in fast race cars right now.
7: Well, you put on a fun show. Rico Abreu comes home second here at Lernerville and rounding out the podium, the dominant car all night long, Brad Sweet. He may have a word with uh, turn two after this one, but big cat Take me through the moment there that you slipped up and watched the lead go away.
10: Yeah, I just made a few too many mistakes there. I was trying to just stay aggressive, you know, 50,000 to win and, you know, no points on the line and just trying to drive as hard as I could. I knew Kyle and Rico and David were all right there. So try not to leave any gaps, but I think this, the, the cushion got too tricky in one and two and and David kind of got the bottom working off a of two and then that uh, speed was carrying down the backstretch and, and I just was trying to get around the lap cars to try to not allow a, a gap. But... Uh, just kind of was didn't make enough speed off too and then once he got clean air on me um, you know it seemed like he was struggling with the lap cars too and I tried to pace him but tried to go around him myself with two to go and I knew I needed to try to make a move and I entered as high and as hard as I could and one on the cushion and it just grabbed me I didn't I didn't get the the right rear slipped enough to to make the exit and kind of got her two straight and, and shot me off and lost second to Rico but all in all, we had a great night with our NAP Auto Parts. You know, super disappointed that we, that we weren't able to get the win and, and uh, get them that fifty thousand dollar check. But uh, thankful overall, we had a great night, and uh, you know, thankful for all the fans coming out and uh, hopefully this uh, event keeps growing year after year.
7: You've been hard at work as our boots on the ground guy for the last you know several high limit races. But how good did it feel just to get back behind the wheel and compete in this series that you and Kyle, JP, and everybody uh, saw from the ground up?
10: Yeah, it's definitely uh, this series is my baby and. Uh, you know, we want to try to put on as, as good a shows as we possibly can. So it's fun to be behind the driver's seat and battling. Uh, it's fun to, to, you know, be be behind the headset, you know, on certain nights and, and helping run the show. But yeah, tonight was a tricky racetrack. It's really fun to come back to Lernerville. This has always been one of my favorite racetracks. It's been a, a number of years. So when we were able to book this race, um, you know, last winter, um, you know, I, I had it you know, marked on my calendar all year to come here for 50000 to a win on a Tuesday night. So really cool that it came to fruition. Uh, really cool that the crowd came out. Really cool Dale Jr. came and supported. And, uh, you know, hopefully the fans enjoyed the show and hopefully they'll come back uh, again next time. All right,
7: congratulations. A solid third place effort. That's Brad Sweet, second place to Rico, and your big
0: winner here at Lernerville, David Gravel. I'd like to take a minute and thank all the photographers that provide the beautiful pictures that we use on the Wrappin on Racing Facebook page. At Lernerville, it's Jason Bryan. At Pittsburgh, it's Steve Scarupa. Jennerstown is Benji Husick. La Trobe, Howie Bayless. Now, Howie and Scott Goodman travel around a lot, and we get pictures from them for specific racing events. And we thank all these people for their wonderful work.
11: And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. All right,
0: fans, joining us now is Tyler Harris. And if I had a way to see his face, he's probably got a smile there that's going to take a week to go away. You have to be pleased with everything that happened Friday and Saturday
6: uh overwhelmed, overwhelmed is, is is basically the best answer that that I can give to you, Don. Um, nobody expected that. um, you can try to build it and see what happens and and we knew that the efforts that we were putting into this event on for the pittsburger um were 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 adamant, you know we were really trying to make this thing special again, and uh and it, it can't be said without a thank you to everybody who made it happen. Um, it, you know, the fans first and foremost. That that field was full, absolutely stuffed full of cars, full yeah. of campers. They yeah. were parking them down off the hill onto the road, onto onto Kelso Road, um, and the pits were jam packed. Friday night, pits were full. Saturday night, I mean, it's you're almost at a loss for words. And I can I can recall a couple times Saturday night. Don, I'll be I, I I'm not afraid to admit it. You know, you start getting watery eyed um, just seeing how much work and how much stress and, and how much goes into planning an event of that magnitude and just to see it all come to fruition and pay off. Um, I, I couldn't be happier for Blair and the, and the team of, of people there down in Pittsburgh. It, it was absolutely a phenomenal weekend.
0: Well, amazing, awesome. I mean, the words just come keep coming to mind about how well everything went, and the track was beautiful. It looked as smooth as silk, and I didn't see any issues with bumps or ruts or anything like that. And the drivers, they made the best of it. I mean, it's a wide, big track, and they used as much of it as they could.
6: And the funny part of that was, is, you know, the only, really, the driver, the only division, in my opinion, that really saw... Uh, two different sides of things was, were the Rush late models for the Bill Hender Memorial both nights of that event. You know, night one on Friday night, uh the track was so... So fast. I mean, they were breaking track records left and right. Tyler Dietz broke it in the uh, qualifying efforts for the second annual Bob Walters Memorial presented by it's All, uh, presented by Big Daddy's Donuts uh, in, in conjunction with West Mifflin Collision and It's All Clean Mobile Pressure Washing. Uh, but he broke it then, and he broke it again in the heat race. Michael Norris goes out for a rush late model qualifying, breaks it in qualifying. I think they broke it again in the heat race. Um so but with the Rush Late models Friday night you have that wicked blazing flat fast uh racetrack and then on Saturday, typical Pittsburgh racetrack, you know, from top to bottom, slick, go wherever you wanna race and uh if you wanted to run up high up against the boards, you can run up high against the boards. If you wanted to mess go down around the guardrail, um, you could go down there and if you wanted to throw a slider into one and two, you had all the capacity to do it as well. that the, uh, the track prep crew did a, such a phenomenal job and only having three months really experience, obviously a lot of guidance, but only three months experience. Uh, and to provide a track like that, it's really special.
0: They nailed it. Whatever they're doing, don't change a thing. Let's talk about Tim Schaefer. I, I am so fascinated that the winner of the Knoxville Nationals comes to Pittsburgh to have fun running a crate late model, and he's winning.
6: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did a high-limit show on Tuesday night at Lernerville Speedway. You know, you want to talk about an event that did really well, too. Kudos to Lernerville Speedway. They did such a phenomenal job with that event, and uh, that event was tremendous. For all things racing in western Pennsylvania. So uh, I just want to give, uh, you know, kudos where it's due to Lernerville Speedway. They did such a phenomenal job over there. But uh, going back to Tim Schaefer, you know, obviously, unfortunately, not the night that he would want at Lernerville when he ended up upside down on the front stretch. But he goes from flipping in a sprint car on Tuesday night to standing in victory lane at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway in a Rush light model with a $4,000 check in his hand as well. So uh, he was smiling ear to ear. He could see it in his face. You know, he loves running that thing. He'll be the first one to tell you. And uh, it's cool to see that payoff. You know, that's the biggest win of his rush late model racing career, uh, which is pretty cool.
0: Well, the other uh, payoff uh, for Joe Martin wasn't too shabby. Yeah, and
6: uh, you talk about polar opposites again, man. He struggled so hard on Friday night. He did win the non qualifier race, which was obviously a, a good thing for him. But then to turn around from the night that he had on Friday night to winning it all on Saturday, the ten thousand uh, dollar Memorial race for uh, Bill Hendren, uh, I can't even imagine. And, and in the way that, the manner that he, in which he won it, when battling with uh, Colton Flinner like that t- to the very end. Uh, such an exciting night of racing uh, in both of those divisions—the you know, Lucas Oil Late Model third Series and the Rush Late Model Series—but uh, Joe Martin's win was nothing short of
0: awe-inspiring. And you know, I thought it was a class act because Colton Flinter really wanted to win that because the, the number 75 was his father's number, but he lost it in a in a tight race. But he came over and congratulated Joe, and that was uh, that was a class act.
6: Yeah, good clean racing too. I mean, obviously with $10,000 on the line, you know, you can expect some, some controversy, right? And, uh, but they were able to keep it all clean and and, and race each other hard, and uh, it was just a spectacular show. And uh, the people that, at, at Pittsburgh got to got to see it for themselves. But the people watching on Flow Racing got to admire it as well. And we even had some people in the comments on Facebook saying, "Yep, watch live from Florida, watch live from wherever, and look, place looked great." And um, and that's what you, that's what you want, you know. That's the that's the beautiful benefit side of of streaming. You know, there are some controversial things here and there with streaming, but. Uh, instances, rather, like that uh, can certainly make it uh, a, a good thing.
0: Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Tyler Harris, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Another fellow that had a good night, no stranger to Victory Lane, is Chris Schneider.
6: Yeah, and uh, a race that means so much to him, right, because he still has, as he said in Victory Lane, a Bob Walters engine underneath the, uh, underneath the hood of his pro stock, so uh, that one's gotta mean a lot to him. He won the first annual running of that race last year. He wins it again this year. Uh, and, in the manner in which you win it too, because when Bobby Whitling and Tyler Dietz show up, all three of those guys, Chris Schneider, Tyler Dietz, Bobby Whitling, all chassis builders, uh, they're all masterminds in their own, uh, in their own craft. And, uh, to have those three there and to have Chris win in the manner that he did, especially when Tyler Deep was out there breaking track track records and qualifying in heat races. So uh, it was definitely a hard-fought victory for Chris Schneider, and he was very emotional in victory lane, uh, which is touching to see always Anytime a driver, you get to see that raw emotion. And um, uh, Bob's family was there in full force again, and uh, just absolutely the light of the life uh, over there. Uh, on in, in the grandstand, so we're, we're we're thrilled and honored to to host a race of such magnitude. And just want to give uh, proper thanks to all the sponsors that uh, to make that happen, and, and Vince Laboon for working with Chris Schneider to to really organize that event and pay out two thousand and forty-two dollars for for that race.
0: Tell me about the battle of the catalysis. Yeah,
6: yeah, we've seen that a time or two throughout the year, but this one was uh, pretty special to watch Jonathan lead the way that he did and look like for for a long time there this was it man Jonathan was going to get a second career hobby sock victory and slowly but surely unfortunately for Jonathan here comes his younger brother Logan Gatellis and uh that gives no stranger to victory lane this season but he starts creeping in on him and and they start racing with one another and uh Unfortunately, Logan knows his way around that racetrack pretty dang well, and uh, he found his way around him with, I think, two laps to go and managed to stay in front of him to the very end. So, uh, Jonathan, I saw him uh, after the races, I think it was actually on Saturday. I saw him, and I said, oh, boy, that was close. And he, he grinned a little bit and shook his head. He goes, when I saw that yellow, I just said, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and, uh, And, uh, yeah, you know, it stinks to see for Jonathan, but I don't think there's anything better than getting to race your own family out there, and and, uh, those are the memories that will last forever.
0: Let's talk about Bubeck.
6: Yeah, Noah Bubeck. An undefeated season back in 2020, and they always say flagging your traffic control young guns. So that's always something to kind of hang your hat on whenever you're that dominant. But over the years, he took a year or so off from, from racing competition, got back behind the wheel of the car, and uh, now he's showing a lot of success pretty much anywhere he goes. Uh, when he's racing down at Tyler County Speedway, he shows success down there when it comes to PPMS. He uh, obviously showed success up here, as he did on Friday night, getting back to victory lane. He was, You could tell he's just happy to be back to it, and uh, he wants to get back to the winning ways, and that's a good way to start, uh, to kind of end that 2023 season on a good note, and to carry the momentum into 2024.
0: When you talk about momentum, how about uh, Sadie?
6: Yeah, yeah, she's been... That's, that's a very good word to describe her season, momentum, uh, especially toward the end of the year. You could just see that the comfort was back, that she uh, was really getting her herself back into a winning position each week in and the week out. Uh, the Fall Frenzy event, which is really cool, that was presented by Our Cars Auto Detailing and Tire Sales down in Oakdale, PA. Uh, the, that group down there, the Snatchco group, came together with a lot, the help of a lot of sponsors, Prescott Roofing being one of them, uh, coming in and... Uh, um, putting together a nice purse total purse fund for, for the young gun drivers. Uh, over $2,200 was raised for them and paid out throughout the field, which I believe there were five cars that were uh, able to participate there, which was good to see. And they had fun out there. You know, it's always good to get to race for a little bit of extra something in the limelight of a, of a huge event like that, uh, the Bill Hendren Memorial and the Bob Waters Memorial, uh, as all part of the Pittsburgher weekend. Um, but the, uh, the cool thing there is that... Uh, that they get to the race with one another and um yeah features only for them but at the same time they got extra laps and and they got the proper spotlight that they absolutely deserve they were they've been fun to watch and fun to be a part of all year long
0: i'm kind of proud of uh, Corey simmons and dave oliveri they did that uh, pre-race podcast it was about 90 minutes uh turn five turnaround, and wrapping on racing the two of them working together together and did a nice job and i really enjoyed their uh interview with bam bam i mean that kid's just uh he's a wealth of uh humor whenever he's talking to somebody
6: yeah yeah i mean he's just uh he's living in the moment right in, in, in a way he just uh he finds a way to enjoy it doesn't let the stress of the sport really get to him and has his eyes on the prize you know he He's, uh, it, it's a, it's, it, in my opinion, he's a gold mine, right? For any series or any, anybody that, uh, he gets to race with or race for, um, having somebody that can entertain the way that he does and have that presence the way that he does, a uh, uh, social media presence, um, you know, he has a tremendous following and, uh, that's good. You know, a kid at 13 years old that, uh, and I say kid very respectively because he acts far more, uh, mature than his age uh, indicates, but, um, you know, I think the future is very bright. For uh, for a kid like him, Uh, he's got the proper backing, he's got the proper support, and it's going to be interesting to see where where Bam Bam lies here in about five, six years' time because, I mean, the sky's the limit for him, to be quite honest with you. So it's going to be interesting to see where he chooses to end up.
0: All right, fans. Tyler and I are going to need to take a break. We'll be back after these messages. Number one Cochran has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way
12: to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24 7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway
11: right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com.
13: When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now,
0: more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. All right, fans, we're back, and we're talking with Tyler Harris from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Tyler, you have to be pleased, and there's a lot of people you need to thank. Let's just take an overall picture of some of your thoughts on everything that happened and the people that made it happen.
6: Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I I think it just needs to be reiterated that the staff needs thanked for this event. Um, They stepped up, and nobody really could – In my opinion really anticipate how big that was going to be uh which is very great great problem to have but um you know you could just see it on all the staff they were just worn out they were worn out uh everybody was pushed to their capacity to to really make sure that everybody that came through our gates were happy and pleased fed uh you know watered uh and and just taken care of so and you can see the, the concession staff, uh, we ran out of food three times, <laughs> so we had to go back and go buy more stuff at the grocery store and uh, and, and get stuff to, to feed the people. And uh, the bar, we ran out of alcohol three different times. Uh, we had to make several trips to go get more alcohol. Uh, the gift shop, we were out of event t-shirts and uh, lickety-split, you know, in almost no time at all, we were out of event t-shirts. So. Um, everybody was just worn down. Security guards, they, they, were put to, they were put to task as well. They were all busy in that capacity too. So, um, you know, I'm sure I speak on behalf of Blair and Tabby uh, and the owners there at, at PPMS that uh, they're just so thrilled and so happy and so thankful for our staff for being able to do what they did. The sponsors who helped up, fuel required, they were in charge of the fan zone. Uh, which was great because uh, the fan zone provided a great cornhole tournament experience. The driver autograph session, we were able to get all of that in. Uh, The turn five turnaround rapid on race and live from the Pittsburgher event, that was phenomenal, all in the fuel required fan zone. DJ Miller time was great, too. Um, Big River Steel want to thank them because uh that was tremendous. That was absolutely tremendous to have them on board there. Such nice people. Uh they were able to really come up in a big way to really help make this event a bigger deal uh than it has been in years past. So thank you to Big River Steel. We're so thankful for that. And uh thank you for Lucas for really facilitating for all of that as well.
0: Well, keep the notes there on the food and the adult beverages so you have a better idea next year. Uh Maybe they ought to make this a two-day Lucas show because, based on a success of it, wow, they couldn't have asked for a better show.
6: Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, we'd we'd like it. You know, we'd like them to try to make it a two-day show. That'd be pretty cool. But uh, we'll see what it, what what it comes down to. You know, everyone's going to start. You know, now that it's October, a lot of seasons are starting to wrap up. You know, I, I can tell you right now, Doug, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow after this recording, I'll be right back to. Figuring out what the schedule is going to look like for 2024, and working with some of our marketing partners to see what we can strum up for 2024. So uh, the off season is upon us at Pittsburgh, but uh, as you know, I'm, I'm sure you know, and I'm sure many others know, there's no such thing as an off season. It's just a matter of preparing for the season to come. And we have some big plans. We have some big aspirations, and we're we're excited. We really are, especially the owners. They are so thrilled with the outcome of this event, and they want more, and they're excited to, 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 to deliver more, and uh, we're, we're just ready. We're ready.
0: Well, it's kind of funny, and like you said, I know because I did it. Fans think, oh, season's over. They'll drain the water lines. They'll turn the lights out. They'll sh- shut the place down for the winter, but you're going to be just as busy starting on Monday as you were during the season, but it's a different kind of busy, and these things have to be worked out ahead of time. I mean, just the schedules probably going to take you a couple of weeks. All the people you have to contact, all the, uh, you know, cross the, the T's and dot the I's, and something I'd also like to mention, you, you usually talk a lot, but that wasn't the case uh, this weekend because there were some really good announcers there. Let's start with James Essex. Yeah,
6: I didn't talk on the microphone at all this uh, on Saturday, which is, that's a rarity, man. Uh, but whenever you have a guy like James Essex uh, in your booth, you let him do the talking because, A, that's what he's paid to do, and B, he's really, really good at it. You'll be hard-pressed to find, in my opinion, my honest opinion, you'll be hard-pressed to find an announcer better than James Essex in the United States. And that's not a discredit to any other announcers out there. It's just he is so darn good and uh Lucas has a gold mine with Mr Essex. He has that ability to kinda of make you feel like you're part you're sitting on the couch with him watching the race. That's that's how he has that he has a, that a, a charming ability to make that that make a make you feel that way. Uh, then you have Dustin Jarrett who was in the infield. Uh you know, nothing but a consummate professional in that right as well. So and uh pretty local to the area too, so uh, he has that uh, heartfelt uh, warmth with the Pittsburgher as well, so the connection with him to the Pittsburgher is is just there too. And uh, Mr. Bryce, made the official voice of the Rush Late Model Touring Series and all the Rush series, to be honest, um, a consummate professional too, uh, just. He's been there. He's done that. He's got his—he's got his uh, his creative way of portraying a race uh, and painting the picture with uh, some pretty cool sayings sometimes. And uh, it's always fun to see what he's going to come up with next. You just kind of got to laugh and shake your head sometimes at some of the stuff he comes up with. Uh, but fun is the word that comes to mind with those that, that trio there is fun. They have fun, and they let everybody know that they have fun doing it. And uh, it's and and they make it fun. Uh, even us, uh, hopefully for the people watching at home, but also the people there in in attendance, they can they can sense it.
0: Fans were talking to Tyler Harris. One of the things that James said that was funny, I don't know if it was on air or not, but he had never been to a race where they had to stop the race because a bonfire got too big in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah.
6: <laughs> Oh, so we're a a little bit of back context there for everybody. If if they've made it this far into this uh, conversation, they can kind of kind of get a little bit more behind the scenes of what happened with that whole thing. So, we we heard fire. Right. And anytime you hear fire, you've you got to take it serious. Right. Let's let's not be let's not be uh, shy about it. Some of the bleacher boards at Pittsburgh are, are old, you know, and we've been doing a tremendous job of uh, replacing the ones that have needed immediate attention. And over time, the rest of them will get replaced. But for now, it's just replaces a kind of needed kind of deal. And uh, we're getting there. It can't. Rome wasn't built in a day. Right. But uh but well anyways you hear fire and you have to take it serious so you you're wondering where exactly is it at And you see it's it it is close to the bonfire the bonfire was close to the, to the to the facility and it was above one of the trees which I mean that's a pretty big fire so uh we could understand the concern obviously it wasn't anything that we needed to stop the race over in the long run but we had to make sure that everything was taken care of because god forbid there was a uh, a fire actually in the facility where uh in the immediate danger of of the people who were spectating the races so we got that all taken care of and the racing went back to the way it was but yeah no that was scary we uh we had the gate open up on the front stretch a couple times um you know there's you know the water gate scandal right uh i said so i said in the booth i said so what do you call this is this gate gate I, you know, I don't. I don't know what they call this, but we had a gate, we had a bonfire. If Earl, if Earl Pearson Jr. would have won that race, Don, we'd have had a hurricane. So I mean, it was a it was a full moon in the sky, uh, and uh, I think we got some shades of that on uh, on Dirt Monster Half Mile on Saturday. But nonetheless, the show went on, and and it was phenomenal. So
0: well i watched it on flow and i was just out of curiosity i was looking to see if there were any empty seats and i think there might have been eight or ten empty seats in turn one in that real small grandstand but that was all i could find
6: yeah there wasn't very many there wasn't very many there's a lot of people who just chose to stand um and i was not saying that it was a standing room only show it's just they chose to because i think it was just tight and um uh and that's actually it's a it's a good thing it's a great thing but at the same time now we have to start thinking well do we have to start adding grandstands back to pittsburgh because yeah. uh, you know and and that's a tremendous problem to have but if 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 we do, then we got to start getting the ball rolling on that. So that's that's a tremendous problem to have. Uh, obviously, we have the drive-in parking area over in Turn One, and uh, you know that was sold out almost instantly, uh, which is which is great. You know, it's a great thing too. Um, we'd love to try to find a way to add more at some point, but um, for now, you know, we're just we're taking notes. That's the biggest thing. We took notes all weekend long. We're taking notes now uh, after the fact, and we're gonna see everything that we can improve upon to uh, celebrate the things that went right, uh, criticize the things that could have been done better and try to make adjustments on that front as well. So uh, we're just in the redevelopment stage here for going into 2024 and um, all things on the Western front are very good.
0: Well, any closing thoughts? We're going to need to take a break.
6: No, just, just to thank you again. I can't reiterate that enough. Just thank you to everybody who helped make that show a success. the sponsors, The fans, our crew at PPMS, the competitors, I will not let that go unnoticed. The competitors who came from long distances to be part of the Pittsburgh weekend, they had other options. They could have went anywhere else. And we had guys like Gary Stuhler making their way back to Dirt Monster Half Mile. That's a guy that raced a run back there back in the 90s. He decided to come back. Um, John Hodgkiss had nothing but nice things to say about the facility, former PPMS uh, super late model track champion. So... Uh you know, without the support of the drivers, that event isn't what it is either. So uh we hope to build it continue to build upon it. We hope to bring more competitors in for the years to come and uh we're just really excited. So uh to keep up to date with everything with our racetrack over the offseason, uh just follow us on our social media platforms, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. We're on Facebook, uh Twitter, or what's called X Now. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, uh, and then uh, our website, of course, ppms.com. We'll have a bunch of information uh, coming up throughout the course of the offseason as well.
0: I thank you, Tyler. Excellent report, excellent race. Why don't you get some rest? Uh,
6: yeah. Hey, no rest for the wicked, Don. Starting on the schedule tomorrow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have a nice
0: evening. You too. Thanks.
11: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? RPS Financial Solutions and JWC-JWCA are unaffiliated entities.
13: Business owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, RappinOnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracing at gmail.com.
11: Two nights of racing, all part of the 35th annual Pittsburgher Weekend at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, headlined by the Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series and the Rush Crate Late Model Series. We'll get to the Rush Series results from both nights in just a little bit, but first, the main event, the Lucas Oil Dirt Late Models, capped off by a 75-lap, $30,000-to-win $30, feature. 37 cars were in the pits on Saturday, with the Group A fast time set by Mike Norris, and in Group B, the quickest, Ricky Thornton Jr. Four heat races were run, Mike Norris winning the first one, Brandon Overton taking the second heat, Ricky Thornton Jr. winning heat number three, and the final heat went to Jonathan Davenport. The two B-mains were won by Mason Ziegler and Max Blair. The 75-lap feature saw Norris shoot into the early lead but Norris scraped the metal door gate along the front stretch, knocking it loose and bringing out the caution flag. It also damaged the rear spoiler on Norris's car. He surrendered the lead to Thornton on the restart, and Norris would fade through the field and eventually retire from the race. Thornton would keep the lead until lap 37, when he was overtaken by Jonathan Davenport. Five more caution flags would fly in the next 17 laps, including another instance of the gate coming open. But from the lap 54 restart, it became a two-car battle between Thornton Jr. and Davenport, with a 20-T passing the 49 on lap 70 to regain the lead. Davenport then scraped the turn-two wall two laps later, causing him to fade, and Thornton would go on to hold off Devin Moran and win the second Pittsburgher of his career. In victory lane, Thornton Jr. talked about his battle with Davenport.
14: He was starting to get tight on entry, and I just started moving my line around a little bit, and I felt like felt like I could get into the center way better than he could, and we kind of maintained on exit. And uh, Really, I didn't know. Uh, I think that was the first time I'd ever gotten a 10-to-go signal, so I thought it was 5-to-go at that point. So I started driving a lot harder after that, but uh, I don't know. This, uh, this team definitely doesn't give up. Uh, I don't know if I for sure caused J.D. to hit the wall over there. I figured I, whenever I slid him, it probably took the air off his nose.
11: and I, That's what that last caution was, but uh, it was definitely some hard racing. For Moran, his second-place finish allowed him to make the four-car chase for the Lucas Oil Durley Bottle Championship.
15: Yeah, you know, this is always just such a long race because it's a big track, and Uh, The top got really, really good on both ends and uh, definitely not the way we wanted to to make it there at the end with Brandon breaking because he was really good, too. But uh, we put ourselves in position. My guys have just worked their asses off uh, all year and especially the last two months. And uh, uh, kudos to them for for preparing me a great race car. No problems. And uh, coming up with these podium finishes.
11: Tim McCready talked about the struggles he had with his car, but he was happy to come home third. I got it a little too tight into the center where I couldn't
16: rotate good enough, which has been—I haven't been able to do that most of the season. So uh, you know, it's probably the wrong time to do it. Probably should have kind of kept it in the same vicinity as we were in the heat. Uh, but all in all, for this Paler Motorsports, Ingrosso uh, Solutions, Risk Solutions, everybody that does this is—you uh, know—it's—it's it's one of them deals. We we feel a lot better than we did a few months ago,
11: and now uh, we just got to keep going forward. So the top 10 for the Lucas Oil Dirt Label Series portion of the 35th annual Pittsburgher, Ricky Thornton Jr. the winner, Devin Moran second, Tim McCready third, Hudson O'Neill, the hard charger of the race coming from 16th to finish fourth, and Earl Pearson Jr. was fifth. Then came Max Blair, Alex Faree, the top local driver who finished seventh, Jonathan Davenport faded to eighth place, Brandon Overton was ninth, and Mason Ziegler finished tenth. Now on to the Rush Dirt Late Model Series for two nights of racing, a 30 lap feature on Friday night and a 40 lapper on Saturday, both Bill Hendren Memorial events. 44 cars were in the pits on Friday night. The track was fast, and Tim Schaefer set the fast time for Group A. Michael Norris was the fastest in Group B, and he set a new track record of 18.332 seconds. The four heat races were won by Tim Schaefer, Brandon Burgoon, Michael Norris, and Jeremy Steele. In one of those heat races, Kyle Lukon in his 184 car, clipped the inside guardrail between turn 3 and 4, barrel rolled into turn 4, and landed on his roof. Emergency workers were able to get Lukon out of the car, and he walked to the ambulance, traveling to the hospital, but Lukon was not seriously injured. South Carolina driver Jeremy Steele grabbed the early lead in the 30-lap feature, but on a lap 6 restart, he developed a fuel line problem and fell back throughout the field. That gave the lead to Tim Schaefer, and the Steele City Outlaw dominated from there, speeding away to his first Rush Series win. A great run for Jake Gunn to finish second. Michael Norris was third. Daryl Charlier, in one of the Coal Patrol cars, finished fourth. And Michael Duretsky Jr. was fifth. Then came Zach Gunn, Ben Police, Tommy Schoenhofer Jr., Clayton Hirsch, and Cole Patrell to round out the top ten. For the Rush Series on Saturday, Heat winners were Mike Norris, Garrett Pa, Joe Martin, and Jake Gunn. The two B-mains went to Kobe Behe and Jeremy Steele. Winning the Bob Benz Senior Memorial Dash, Brandon Burgoon. In the 40 lap feature, Burgoon took the early lead, but Joe Martin showed he was the fastest car on the track moving into the top spot and speeding away to a big lead. But that lead was erased by a caution with just a few laps remaining. And on the restart, Colton Flinner was able to wrestle away the lead for Martin. The two battled hard during the final laps, and Martin was able to muscle past Flinter out of turn four and capture the $10,000 win. In victory lane, Martin talked about his battle with Flinner and that last restart.
2: I knew we could run
11: PMS and...
16: Man, I mean, we had a hot rod tonight, and man, for all the crap at the end there, I did not deserve to lose that race. We had the best car. My team did not deserve to lose that race. I lose races on double fire restarts quite often, and I was bound to determine not to let it happen tonight. But the only—I mean, I was going to lose that one again, but we were—my car was so much better than I think everybody else. But Colton got a good jump there, and I mean, it's interesting for the fans. I don't like it.
11: Yes, that was a new car for Flinter, and although he would have liked the win, he was happy with a second-place finish.
14: I showed him my nose too early on that last lap when I crossed him over. I should have just let him beat me into turn one and then slid him like he slid me, but uh, I'm happy with second. This is technically really our first night out on this car, and uh, we got it off of Randy Weaver. It's an Excel Racing chassis, and uh, it's a really good piece.
11: Max Blair, who had a sixth place finish in the main event for the Lucas Oil Dirt Lay Model Series, finished third in the rush race. I just took a few laps on every restart. I don't really
17: have an explanation for why either. It, uh, I just couldn't fire off like them guys. I had to really be careful getting into one on the first corner and, or on, you know, on the restart, and then them guys would just eat me up every time on, on them start. So uh, I ain't sure, but... You know, we'll take third. I've struggled here really bad over the years. So, uh, you know, if you'd have told me I was going to run third, I probably wouldn't have believed you. So we'll take third, and it was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm super pumped to see Joe win. He's a, he's a heck of a guy, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, he deserves it, that's for sure.
11: The top ten in the 40-lamp Bill Hendren Memorial. Joe Martin the winner, Colton Flinter second, and Max Blair third. Fourth went to Brandon Burgoon and Michael Norris was fifth. Then came Brock Pinkerus, Jake Gunn, Kyle Lee, Ben Police, and Justin Chance. Finally, Dan Lepro won the non qualifiers race, with Cassidy Kamacher finishing second. Reporting on the 35th Annual Pittsburgher, I'm Bill Korch for Rapid On Racing.
13: When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights.
12: Number one Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online.
18: We're at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. It's a Saturday afternoon. It's a beautiful day. And we're talking to Rick Thornton, Jr., the current point leader in the Lucas Oil Dirt Car Series. Uh, Ricky picked up win number 22 for his Lucas 30-plus wins on the year at Raceway 7 last night. Past winner here in 2020. Ricky, again, welcome to Rapping on Racing. We talked to you back at the Firecracker. And since then, literally, you've been on fire.
14: Yeah, no, we've been we've had a really good year. We actually we ended last year really good and uh, just kind of kept that momentum going. And this year's been extremely well for us. You know, when you when you hit upon things, and it's just you know, last year Jonathan had
18: uh, you know a breakout season, at least money wise. This year, you know, it seems like you and Bobby Pierce are the you know always battling for one and two as the you know the top late model racers in the country. And it's just no matter where you seem to run, it's. Um, you're very competitive, you've won here at Pittsburgh. This track's you know, the third sponsor half mile
14: can throw a curve to you. Yeah no, they can for sure. Had uh, I think the last time we were here they actually HUD won the race run through the infield so uh, hopefully the track don't give us that this year but uh, I don't know I've only been here a couple times and both times really it's been pretty good so we, uh, we'll just kind of see how it goes. Yeah, traditionally the high line is the
18: fast way around here but you mentioned HUD had run down to the bottom earlier this year when the new under came down they took that track it was always like a swamp down in the bottom that's actually raceable now
14: so you literally have 90 feet top to bottom yeah no that'd be nice it uh you can tell they've done a lot of work here to to upgrade the track and around it just getting in and out so hopefully uh tonight prep's really good and we have a really good car
18: you know, you know, heading into this historic event, this is something you've been to pretty much the points leader, I think, all year. If you carried that orange uh, Midwest spoiler on the back of the uh, 20RT, but after tonight, night the deck shuffles, and you know, even though you've had you have a, I think almost a 400 lead on Huddy, that goes
14: away. Yeah, no, that part's gonna suck. We uh, we got I think a 490 on HUD and we're almost a thousand ahead of fourth, so it uh, resets to zero. Uh, I mean, it's something Lucas had to do, I guess, to get more more interest to come to the dirt track. So, it uh, I think it's it's gonna suck uh, having to have that chance to run a fourth in points. But at the end of the day, we we've, we've had a good enough year. Where I think everyone kind of knows. So, it uh, whether we win, lose, draw, whatever it might be, we'll we'll move on and keep going. I think when Lucas is set up, you know, the the
18: the payoff distribution between the top four is even if you finish fourth, it's still one heck
14: of a payoff. Yeah, no, it is for sure it uh, I mean the payoff part's super nice but like the the downside say, for like us is the way our contingency programs work like being first to fourth is really almost more money than what winning it is so it, uh, that side of it I think will we'll suck say if we don't win but if we don't it, it's kind of is what it is and we'll move on for next year. Traditionally, the Pittsburgh has been a hundred-lap
18: race. Last year, they were made, this, made the change to do it to 75. Unfortunately, we lost it to, you know, the hurricane that was coming through the East Coast last year. A little bit different preparation. Normally, you take that break at 50 and make your adjustments. And I think they allowed you. I don't know if you allowed to change your tire or not. And it's just now, you you got 75 laps. If you got it, you know, how do you do this? Do you say, okay, well, uh, Ricky Thornton, I'm going to sit back maybe for the first 50 laps and you know kind of pace myself,
14: but not get too far distance, and then let it rip the last 25. I mean that that was the exact problem you ran into having that break at 50s. Like literally, none of us raced the first 50 just because it was pointless. Or once you once you stopped in the front straightaway and did a fuel break or whatever, then then you decided, hey, let's go race the for 50 lapper So at least now, where you you do have that shot where it might be running 75 laps green is at least you're gonna have to race more the race, not just banking on hey, there's a there's a break at halfway. So I think uh, I think it's a good decision by them just to to make it less laps and not do a fuel break because I mean I think it's you're gonna, your guys are going to run a little harder earlier where before it really wouldn't and the track last night for the rush late models was
18: extremely fast We had the cooler temperatures and the, you know, as we're doing the interview now the sun's out and it's into 70 now they're doing track preparation currently from a driver's standpoint would you like uh, no one wants to see it hammered down because that's just this just makes it more harder on equipment and uh, you know, the nerves of just trying to stay next to somebody but would you like this track to slow
14: down dry out a little bit perhaps rubber up? Uh, I mean you want it to slow down you definitely don't want it to rubber but uh, I mean ideally whenever we start I figured they'll probably go out and work the top, work the bottom, try to, try to make it where it's two lanes for a while. And, I mean, it, it'll be tough for it to stay two lanes the whole race, but at least if you got something where you can move around for 75% of it. I think, I think that's the main thing. Uh, the guys that are, that are good will be able to pass, and the ones that aren't will, will start to fade. So I would just say as long as as long as they go out and make sure it's, it's not bottom dominant or something like that, then it should be a good show. Uh, well, Lucas, allow you to run different tires for this particular race. Uh, I mean, we got a couple different compounds we can run, but for the most part, we will all be on the same ones. Like usually, these longer races, like you'll have all hard tires on. Or, a guy might put a softer tire on to to try to look like a hero for a little bit, but he it won't last. Well, again, you know, thank you for taking
18: time to chat with us on Wrapping and Racing. And just to sum it up, uh, no matter how the year finishes, you know, you're truly a champion. Uh, like I said, this format's a little bit different. It's kind of like NASCAR. We'll just, you know, leave it at that. Uh, you know, myself, I think if, if you win the races, you built the lead, you should be the champion. But I guess that doesn't make for TV. But that's another day, another story. Well, again, Rick, thank you for, uh, you know, doing the interview with us. And best of luck tonight, uh, during the Pittsburgh and in Aldera next week and you know and hopefully the season continues and that point lead even though it was meaningless we'll still bring you home a championship. Thank you, I appreciate it.
19: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hi, my name is Jason Bush from Bush Brothers Tire Service. We are one of the best tire dealer and repair shops in Allegheny County, offering phenomenal customer service expert in-house with more than 30 years' experience to ensure premium craftsmanship is done start to finish. Bush Brothers Tire Service was started by my Uncle Paul Bush and Father Martin Bush in May of 1985. I, Jason, joined the company in early 2000. We offer state inspection and emissions testing, tire sales, tire maintenance, wheel alignments, general auto repairs, brake service, and free estimates. We are located at 1931 Monongahela Avenue, Swissville, PA, 15218. And for any additional information, you can reach us at 412-351-5342.
11: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? RPS Financial Solutions and JWC-JWCA are unaffiliated entities.
5: Race fans, welcome back to Wrapping on Racing. Right now we're going to talk with former Lucas Oil late-ball champion Jonathan Davenport. Jonathan, you're solidly in the top four. How do you feel going to Eldora knowing winner takes all in a couple weeks?
3: Ah, well, you know, that was our whole plan this this whole season was just to, to get in this top four. You know, we didn't know if we was going to be leading or, or where we was going to be at. But we knew we wanted to be in the top four, but it was definitely a lot closer than we uh, wanted it to be. But we feel good going in there. We still got the, the same car that we always run there. And uh, we got to go back to the shop and fine tune on it some more. But uh, we, we'll be ready to come here in a couple of weeks.
5: Now, you've been heavily involved with Longhorn Chassis for a long time. How do you feel knowing that? you got three longhorns going to that championship for. well
3: i know what i'm up against for sure there's a lot of good drivers and then you know obviously hudson in the rocket house is going to be tough there because he just beat us at the world so uh yeah um it's going to be a little bit different eldora it's going to be later in the year so it'll probably be a little faster than what it is normally but we'll uh we'll just make our best educated guess uh, like we always do and see how the cards fall
5: Now, what do you do if it falls out like it did at Eldora and um, late in the race, you and somebody are side by side and there's a quarter million dollars versus a hundred thousand dollar payday on the line. Do you go in and I don't want to say rough up somebody, but, you know, it's winner takes all. Yeah, I don't know.
3: I mean, we, we all still get get paid a pretty good chunk of change being in that top four. So I, I ain't going to do anything disrespectful, but, you know, I'll I'll do what I can to, to win the race. But I, I ain't just going to blatantly take somebody out or, or wreck somebody. We're, we're going way too fast. And, well, we could all get hurt at any minute doing this stuff. So, uh, yeah, we'll just uh, go there with utmost respect for everybody. And like I said, we'll just play our cards however they're dealt. And uh, hopefully we come out on top.
5: And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to di- any disrespect by that. If it came out that way, I apologize. Nah, that's okay. You know, you've, you've always handled yourself with a lot of class, and, um, you know, you're the $2 million man in racing, and uh, you know what? I wish you a lot of luck, and, um, you know, you've, you've been a great ambassador for the sport for the past uh, 15, 16 years, and, uh, you know, you come a long way from when you were driving Barry Wright's uh, house car, and then... You know, let's never let's not forget 2015 with the Rumleys.
3: Yeah, sure. You know, we we always uh, live to progress. Uh, That's what we're going to keep trying to do uh, in this sport and in life. So, uh, thanks for having me on, and uh, hopefully, uh, like I said, we'll be standing on top uh, after the Dirt Track World Championship.
5: Well, win or lose, you'll always be a champion. Thank you, Jonathan.
12: Number one, Cochran has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry. We'll take it back. No questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway
11: right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com.
13: When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights.
18: We're at the... Pittsburgh, it's a Saturday morning, and joining us is the driver of the Rocket uh, 1, Hudson O'Neill. Hudson, we had a chance to talk back at the uh, Firecracker, and um, just, you've had a really good year, except as good as a year that you've had in, in the house car and for yourself, two guys are just setting the bar. You know, Bobby Pierce and Ricky Thornton Jr. Just, I mean, they're having utopia years, but it's nothing to, you know, sneeze about. You're currently second in the points with Lucas. And after tonight, you know, you're, I think you're maybe 400 points out, but that doesn't really make a difference because now you have a chance, at least you and Ricky, I think Jonathan might still be kind of secure. and It's just that battle between, you know, Timmy and Devin uh, for that final spot and Brandon. And I think there's maybe a 10-point gap there, But to to come here to Pittsburgh, a track that you've won with uh, the last time we raced here, 22, was rained out. You've had success. Your dad's won two here. You're one of the few combinations of a father and son that's, you know, won the race here. And um, it's just... um, you know you, I'm sure you've got eight great expectations it's kind of like a rock at home track. we know it's not in West Virginia, you know one of the car owners Steve Baker's you know one at Pittsburgher and a little different format this year and we talked on our podcast a couple of weeks ago um, just now it's not hundred it's seventy five in different perspective, Hudson.
20: Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, I always like this place. The racetrack's been great, and, and the new owners and what they're doing for it, uh, you know, it seems like they're making a lot of improvements, and just in a few short weeks, I know that they've owned it, so, uh, really looking forward to what this place has to hold in the future for us, you know, Um uh yeah, like you said, you know, we've had a good year. Uh, flat tires is just, man, it's it's really put the hurting on us. I, You know, I can think of four or five races that we probably should have won or, or, you know, ran inside the top two or three and, and had flats, and some of them paid good money, and it just... Uh it's hard you know it uh, whenever you look back and and yeah we won 14 or 15 14 15 race however we won and and you look back and truthfully we we should be at you know 20 22 you know without you take all the flat tires away so uh yeah um i don't know and then saying you know we had the same old story last night uh you know i felt like maybe we could have uh had a run right there at ricky on the last restart and uh you know maybe maybe could have got him maybe couldn't have you know we, we'll never know now and uh, this flat tire's got us again, so uh, hopefully we can uh, have a good showing here. Um, you know, our race car has been really good the last couple months, last month or two, and uh, and we've been running very consistent, and uh, you know, I think that uh, I think we're, we're, we've are stumbled upon a little something, so maybe we can uh, keep it going.
18: Now, you know, tonight, again, you know, different format, and as you know, we talked about it, and I talked to Ricky a little bit earlier, it's just When you had that 100 lap, you kind of paced yourself, and and, in the race that you won, it was kind of, you you again had a tire situation, you changed the tire, which Bundler, by Luca's rules, were able to do, so you had a new skin on that right rear, and it really made a difference towards the end, because everybody's tires were going away, yours was fresh.
20: Yeah, yeah, no, it, uh it helped a lot and uh you know i was just lucky enough to be able to be in the right place at the right time with that and uh yeah it, it was one of, i'll never forget the way it all played out and everything after the fuel stop and all that so it uh, it worked out really cool and it, you know you
18: mentioned last night with the flat tire you know you guys are up at raceway seven uh small track little bull ring beating and banging here at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, that's the furthest thing you want to do. Uh, your dad, I believe, holds the track record here at like 135 mile an hour. And that was a little overcast day and a little bit tacky. So I don't think we're going to see those speeds tonight. But to be able to race on a track this wide, and again, Steve and Mark, a lot of history here. Their notebooks probably, you know, for uh, all the older people, about like two phone books thick. And uh, t- to be able to set that car high and low, because with the crates last night, Hudson and you guys were racing up at 7, you could go top to bottom and it was just, the surface was smooth, tacky, and that's all you guys can ask for as a race car driver.
20: Yeah, no, uh, you know, this place has a history of, of being really dry and black and, and everything, and, and I think it's going to be cool to come in here and see a little bit different perspective. I think that a little bit of wet helps, and, and you know, that way you have patches and you can get runs on people. Um, I've seen this place several times. If it gets too dry, it'll get lined up, and you just kind of roll, roll around the same part of the racetrack. So, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe maybe they'll have it a little bit wet, and uh, and the moisture will be top bottom, and and we can uh, you know have three or four grooves of racing, and I think uh, I think that's a good thing. So we're we'll, uh, really looking forward to see what the day holds. And like you said, Mark and and Steve and everybody here at Rocket, they've got a lot of history here, and uh, maybe we can add to it tonight. Your dad could probably
18: attest to this for you know, and it, it may have been when you ran your races here earlier. The bottom has always been flooded. That's we call that like the Bloomquist zone because Scott would go down there. Get traction, throw water up, then everybody else was sliding through it. And now the owners have taken that track from literally, you can go from the guard rail. And the inside to the guard roll on the outside, so you get a true 90 feet now.
20: Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've always had dirt piled up down there before, and and then whenever I won that race here in 21, that was a little bit of what helped me was they built like a kind of a berm down there with a grader, and I was able to get below that berm down there against that against that grass. And uh, whenever we came in from that night, I had grass in my radiator and grass in my left front nose from where I was dragging the dirt down there, and. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I, I noticed that whenever I was walking over here today, I seen that it was, uh, that it, they had took that dirt out of the infield and, you know, got it all the way down to the guardrail. So, you know, people might not think that matters a whole lot, but sometimes whenever you're racing and, uh, you know, that extra foot or two makes, makes a world of difference. So uh, I think that uh, they're, they're doing the right things. I've never said this place is cleaned up a lot. It looks awesome, and uh, we're excited to be here. Well, Hudson. Again, uh, myself and Don back in North Carolina. Congratulations
18: on a, a great season. It, it just seemed like it's hard to believe. I talked to you last November when, when you were first riding the rocket down in Charlotte, and that, that's coming up in you know a couple months. And it's just it's been a great year, first year for you. You know, congratulations on making the final four. And as I told Ricky, you know, you know it's 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 an open game for that race at Eldora. Uh, like I said, no matter your first, second, third, or fourth, you know, all the chips are on the table and and again you guys in of, old school you just want to agree with okay I won the championship by X amount of points but to do that and to influx a little bit of cash into the team which which I think all the teams had to agree to do that because it's truly not really a point championship that's the way I look at it it's like NASCAR and you know you've shared your sentiments on that and if you build it you should win it but unfortunately you know the, we have to do this for you know television now make it more profitable but uh,
20: any final thoughts? not really you know we're we're looking forward to tell i think uh i think we're locked in um you know no matter how our night goes tonight so that that uh you know obviously we want to win but there there is some uh a good feeling about about coming in here knowing that we're going to Eldor no matter what so uh yeah we're looking forward to uh to maybe trying and having a good night here uh like you said i you know i've ran good here in the past and um and with everything that mark knows about this place i'm sure we'll be we'll be right there but uh, you know, the the season's winding down and, uh, you know, I feel like that we're, we've got a good race car here the last uh, last little bit of the season, so maybe we can capitalize and win, win a little bit more money for it and close it out. You had a great season, you
18: know, culminated with the first world victory and, you know, there's some good history here with the Rocket house car, you know, with uh, Josh in it and uh, obviously Steve was on his own, but to pick up a win and now to say you would have two with your dad would have to be, you know, a, a good uh, final end of the season. Well, I and congratulations on the season that you've had it's just uh, been a remarkable one and best of luck this evening and however the chips fall with eldora we wish you the best of luck
20: yeah i appreciate that thank you
0: i'd like to take a minute to talk to you about steve scarupa photography steve specializes in wedding photography and shoots landscapes for fun he has separate websites for both brides and weddings. He shoots some badass photos, sometimes people, sometimes racing, and sometimes nature. Steve's work is excellent. You can check him out at photographycom or 412brides.com, which is his wedding website. Steve is your go-to guy for the Best photographs in the tri-state area. You won't be disappointed.
11: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and Four four three five seven two zero, or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com
5: Welcome back to Rapping on Racing Race fans. This is Howie Bayless and right now we're going to grab a word with one of the hottest drivers on the Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Three podium finishes in a row. Trying to race his way into the top four with a chance to go to Eldora to win the overall point championship. Mr. Devin Moran. Devin, congratulations on the consistency you've found lately.
15: Thanks, man. You know, uh, I feel like we've definitely got this Longhorn chassis dialed in. Um, Haven't been able to keep up with the 20RT car, you know. Ricky's been really good all year, but I feel like we finally found a little bit of speed, and uh, we've put ourselves in contention to to try to chase the championship.
5: How does that make you feel as a driver? You've had a good year. You picked up the Show Me 100 win as a crown jewel, and you've won some big races, but I'd say that's probably one of the bigger ones, that in Fairbury, when you were driving uh, for Ty would probably be your two biggest wins, but... With Lucas going to the NASCAR style format of the top four, going into the final race, winner take all, you're coming into Pittsburgh 15 points behind. How big would it be for you to go to Eldora, a track where your dad won a million dollars in one race? To go there with a chance to be the Lucas champion.
15: Yeah, it would be awesome. You know, I know, I know a lot of people aren't favorable of how they're doing the chase format, but I've said from the start I've really liked it, and and it might just benefit for us. You know, uh, obviously, like I said, Ricky's had a great year, and um, he's going to go in there with a massive points lead, and and he's going to want to win it too. But all four of us are going to want to win it if if I do get in there. So uh, we'll just. Get through tonight first. Tonight is our own only goal, main goal. That's the only thing we're focused on. And then once we get through tonight, we'll just see, go from there.
5: How big would it be for Devin Moran to get a win at Pittsburgh, or a race that your dad won before? And you know, there aren't too many races you can go to where this question isn't asked. How big of a win would it be for you to win this race, a race that your one dad, your dad won previously? And I know you're trying to set your own image, reputation but you're not afraid to race and to accept the Moran legacy uh this year when you had the opportunity to go back to to another team you went back to your old number of 99 the family number
15: yeah I feel like this place owes me one anyways when I was racing with Ty uh Torg we were here in 2020 and I led all but like probably 30 laps that night and with about 15 to go I got a flat left rear tire and I felt like I was the best car that whole night, but uh, hopefully that just pays back for us here tonight. We just I felt like I've, I've had a good car. I've always ran pretty decent at Pittsburgh, and, yeah, my dad's won this race a couple times, so I'm just hoping we can have speed off the bat and, and see what we can do.
5: And then going into Eldora, the family tradition there, just being one of the final four, I mean, would that make your season a success? With the, you know, like I said, the, the show me 100 win, you had some other wins. You've had a good year. You've picked up wins on World of Outlaw, Lucas Series, One of few drivers who've done that this year. But what would it, you know, it ha- obviously it's a good year, but what would it take to take it to that next level of the year?
15: Yeah, I mean, we just got to worry about getting in the final four first. And like I said, once we get in that final four, then we'll focus on Eldora. But uh, all eyes are on PPMS tonight. Uh, great racetrack with the new owners are are doing what they can to clean it up. It's They're getting it where it needs to be ship tip top shape and uh yeah we'll focus on the night and then if like i said we get in that final four then we'll move on to outdoor and see what we can
5: do for there and you've had success here yourself i remember you came with the family car with the buds play sponsorship and uh, you picked up a second place one here and the only reason why i remember that is you guys where you were running were using yellow transponders and here they use red and I remember Smokey came up to me, you guys were Barn went off a of pure stock or a charger, and it got confusing, and Smokey's like, do you have a transponder? I said, yeah, and he's like, go to Moran's and give him a transponder to use, please, and I remember if you looked on my laps, my transponder finished second with you driving, but, you know, <laughs> my claim to fame.
15: Oh, uh, That's awesome. I guess I didn't realize that, but yeah, uh, George, uh, right over here with Buds, and uh, I've always been good friends with him, and like I said, I've, I've ran really good here at times, so... I'm just hoping that speed transitions into the night and uh, we get this double-down motorsports car in victory lane.
11: What do you
5: think of the Longhorn? You've had been with them, well, what, two years with Ty or three years, and um, now with the double-downs team, a full season. It seems like it's the chassis to be in. you got to take some of the credit because you were one of the first guys to – basically go with longhorn on a national series
15: yeah so i d- drove for tommy pope a couple times in like 18 17 18 and he was in longhorn cars and i really liked them. and uh when i went back with ty i said that's kind of the route i wanted to go and he said okay so yeah since 2020 we've been in them full time and i mean they're a great race car you know everyone at longhorn steve arpin and all them guys work really hard and uh kudos to bill stein shocks as well they've they've got a great shock package for these cars along with other cars but uh they really fit these longhorn cars well and uh yeah it's
5: just a great piece and
15: it's enjoyable to drive and like i said hopefully we can get it done tonight
5: anybody you'd like to go ahead and thank marketing partners um team crew that made this season what it is i mean like i said world of outlaw wins lucas wins show me 100 champion
15: yeah i mean obviously i gotta thank double down motorsports lazy days rv big river steel cnw trucking uh, my whole crew have been been working their butts off they've they've we've been through thick and thin this year. Now, you know, we've had some really good runs and some really bad runs and, uh, we've been traveling a lot of miles up and down the road together and, and they've been working
5: hard. So, uh, they're still working hard and trying to get me in that top four. racing hands, be sure to keep your eyes on Devin Moran. Cause I'm telling you, he's going to go to Eldora and he's going to kick some butt and he might end up leaving the Lucas champion. Thanks Devin.
0: I'd like to take a minute and thank all the photographers that provide the beautiful pictures that we use on the Rappin' Racing Facebook page. At Lernerville, it's Jason Bryan. At Pittsburgh, it's Steve Scarupa. Jennerstown is Benji Huzzick. Latrobe, Howie Bayless. Now, Howie and Scott Goodman travel around a lot, and we get pictures from them, for specific racing events and we thank all these people for their wonderful work
13: every day when they open the doors at zarin truck and automotive in south heights pennsylvania their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard When you choose Zarin Truck & Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians.
12: That's Zarin Truck & Automotive in South Heights. Number one Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away.
11: Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com.
5: Race fans, right now we're going to grab a word with a driver who is in a unique position, currently fourth going into the Pittsburgh in the Lucas Oil point standings, and coming up the final race, which is the next race at Eldora, determines the Lucas Oil champion. Brandon Overton, did you think, honestly, a whole season would come down to one night to see if you're going to Eldora or not? Uh,
21: honestly, yeah, I figured. I figured about middle of the year, that's what uh, that's what was going to happen. Just the way everything's been going, nothing's really been going right. So, not surprised. Um, but I said, uh, you know, what's meant to be will be. So, we'll go out there and give it our all see what we got.
5: How excited are you going back to Eldora, a track that you picked up, big wins the past couple of years at, knowing that, you know, you run as good as you have in the past couple of years, you're going to lead the Lucas Oil champion.
21: Uh, well, we better we better pick it up from the last time we was over there. Um, for whatever reason, things just changed, and we haven't been as fast as we were in the last couple of years. So, biggest thing is uh, to get in the top four first before we have to worry about all that. But like I said, we'll uh, we'll go out there and do our best, and if we if we make it in there, we'll worry about that then.
5: Now this year, this is the first time you ran a series in about five seasons, I would say, give or take. I remember you did it with your with your own equipment, the Budweiser. Seventy six, and then you were bouncing around, and you had a lot of success. Just basically money racing. What was it like to go back on the tour and and race multiple times in a week?
21: Uh, it kind of reminded me why I quit doing it. Honestly, um, I have nothing but respect for everybody that runs up down the road doing this. It's uh, you know it's it's grueling sometimes, especially when you're not running good. So like I said, um, it, I always seem to do better and less pressure environment so we're just gonna, like i said we're going to do do what we can do to get in this top four and go to eldor and whatever happens happens and uh we'll reevaluate what we're doing next year
5: now last night at raceway seven you debuted a team zero car and that's actually you drove team zero cars back in the day for troy baird i believe and uh you know what was it like going going back to one of those
21: well we really didn't it's actually Pearl's car that helps me. Uh, it's just sitting there, and sometimes I feel like you just need you need something a little different just to get a different feel. Your body gets stale to the same old deal, so uh, we just tried to test it out, but didn't have any luck. Um, it wouldn't run. We had all kind of issues going on, so it's kind of hard to even tell what we, what we was going to have.
5: And you've had success in every the car brand you drove in. You drove uh, Masterbuilt by Huey. Um, Rockets, you've won on at the Hillbilly in a Rocket, Eldora. You rewrote the record books in a Longhorn. Can you, as a driver, tell a difference between the cars, or it's just a bunch of metal?
21: No, yeah, there's definitely, definitely differences. Um, honestly, it's no different from anybody else in the pits. We're just all looking for a feel and and when you get one that feels good you you ride it out and like i said well we got to just go back to work obviously uh what we were doing and what we've been doing hasn't been working so we're just searching we gotta we obviously know we got a problem whether it be me the car shocks i don't know we just got to stop and regroup and uh, get us a plan and move forward
5: now i mentioned earlier about your success at eldora in 2022 and 2021 what do you do with that car does that car go off into the corner and that's that's strictly an old Dora car or do you take it to other tracks
21: uh yeah well I, we we put it up we kind of got done with it it was it's honestly wore out when we when we were winning in it so uh yes yeah, just sitting on top of the building and it's a it's a memory now so uh yeah like i said we're trying to trying to find another one that that'll keep up with it i guess
5: and you mentioned you're going to reevaluate for next year so you might go back on the money racing tour
21: yeah we'll just have to see like who knows just everything changes from day to day but uh yeah we're just not set up to to run a series you know what i mean like with crew help and and where we live and with all the money races around my area it's hard to want to be pumped up to drive 10 hours when i can go race for the same money two hours down the road so i say we're gonna get through this right now we got uh we got we got two cars we got to beat tonight that's our biggest focus
5: hey brandon i want to wish you luck um I tell you, every t- you know, I've followed your career a long time, and, you know, I've just seen you jump into cars that nobody else could win in, and you went out there and won the Tyler uh, Hillbilly race, and that was um, oh, the guy from Georgia, I can't think of his name, but you were the first one to win a big race in his car. Yeah, Billy Franklin, yeah. Billy Franklin, thank yeah. you. I apologize, Billy, I yeah. forgot your name. No, that's good, he's from Alabama, but... We won't say nothing. <laughs> at least I had an ace You know the start. The state started with an A. Yeah, that's right.
21: No, it's just uh, obviously a good car. You know, I mean, it's the way the racing is now. Um, there's probably ten or fifteen guys that can do the same thing Ricky's doing right now. We just uh, it's a program. You got to build your program and get a good team behind you, and things get to clicking, and that's what you're seeing.
5: Do you miss owning your own car though?
21: No, not at all. If I own my own car, I'd be driving a front wheel drive at Modoc, South Carolina.
5: Hey, Brian, I want to thank you. And, uh, again, I wish you good luck. And, um, you know, I know McCready's 20 points behind, and uh, Moran is 15. But, you know, if I was a betting man, I'd still go with Brandon Overton because on these big tracks, you're, you're one fast car. Yep. Yeah, thank you.
0: I want to take a minute and thank our marketing partners. Number one, Cochrane Automotive. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Zarin Truck and Automotive and RPS Financial Solutions. Without these people, we would not be able to do Rapid on Racing. And I thank them.
11: And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless.
5: Welcome back to Rapid on Racing, race fans. This is Howie Bayless with two-time Lucas Oil late model champion, Tim McCready. Tim, you're coming to Pittsburgh 20 points out of a playoff position. What do you got to do tonight to secure one of the final four berths?
16: Well, you just got to go out and try to run as fast as we can all night long. Kind of like normal. I mean, don't really try to change the approach too much, you know, because um, when you start chasing things you don't normally do and things go awry, so we'll go out there and hopefully we can lay down fast slap and qualify and then translate into starting up front of feature and, and, and win the thing. That's what we're here to do.
5: So basically, you're not even worried about points. You're just going to go run your race and end, end of the night if you're in that final four? Well,
16: that's all you can do. I mean, um, uh, we've got to finish in front of two guys a lot of positions. I mean, the, the the numbers are against us just from the statistical sense of it all. So um, we can't really look at it. We'll just go out there and do the best we can and, and try to, you know, like, obviously, if we're struggling in the race, Or mid-pack where we're not going anywhere is we're going to do something different than we would normally do. Maybe you'd squeeze out a seventh, but if they're ahead of us, we need to come in and try something different, then that's what we'll do.
5: This year, you kind of, uh, late in the season, changed the look of the car. It almost looks like your old uh, Switcher uh, Sweetener Plus car, you know, the way the colors are flowing on it. Maybe that would be the change you need.
16: Yeah, maybe. We'll go out
5: and... I don't know. It's been
16: this car's been a little better. It's a new car, uh, so it's been it's been definitely more competitive. And hopefully,
5: we can just uh, ride it ride it to a win. And um, you know what? Real fast, I just want to commend you on the success. What people might not realize, you won back to back Lucas Oil Championships. But you were also doing the research and development, driving a Longhorn house car. End of the year, that association's gone. You're going to be still running the Longhorn, I believe. But as a customer, and you get to focus back on. Racing instead of racing and development.
16: Yeah, I mean it, it's not always easy to um, have uh, almost. Uh, I wouldn't say every single customer come in the trailer, but we're at a track and there's 25 customers, 20 of them be over here. You know, either picking up parts or um, looking for some setup helps or or just all around advice. So um which which I don't mind doing. I still do it, to, but we just don't have to maybe. Um, there'll be a little less traffic in and out, and we, we, the beauty is if we do get onto something that's really quick, we'll be able to maybe uh, ride out a little longer than, than, you know, one, one feature like we used to, you know, there's stuff we run over the years that the minute we ran good one night with it, everybody else had it the next night, so um, we'll continue to do what we do as a race team, Paylor Motorsports, and go forward.
5: Hey Tim, I know you're busy, and I really do appreciate you taking your time out of your schedule for me. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Race fans, right now we're going to grab a word with a gentleman who won over 20 features so far this year between Super Late Models and e picked up his first ever $10,000 to win Super Late Model feature earlier this year in Ohio, the pilot, the Wheeler Fleet Solution, card number seven, Mr. Drake Troutman. Drake, welcome to welcome back to Wrapping on Racing.
22: Yep, I appreciate it.
5: Now, we talked earlier when you picked up the win down at Lake Trobe and I you we were talking and we gave a little preview we said you were going to be going to hell on the hell tour this year you did that you had some great runs fortunately a lot of bad luck but more importantly you checked off that bucket list the first ever ten thousand dollar to win for your team
22: yeah for sure it was a, a really good summer and I mean granted we had some Some downfalls to the summer with the flat tires and stuff, but, uh, you know, mechanical failures were pretty minimum, so that's always good to have. And, uh, you know, mainly just our issue was tires, which I feel like we got that issue figured out and um, just got to put together a good night.
5: What do you attribute the tire failure to? Because, I mean, you know, you definitely were fast and and they took notice on you on the Hell tour. But, you know, I I heard the series offered to give you a can to fix a flat because of all the flats you had.
22: Yeah, it was a frustrating deal. We just had a. We actually end up having moisture in our air compressor. Air compressor, and uh, we started running nitrogen in them, and we haven't had any issues. So that's uh, definitely a lot of stress off of her back. That was uh, something that we probably should have thought of before, but um, just kind of slipped our minds. I guess we were thinking about everything else and thinking of a bigger issue to find. And really, it was it was a pretty small issue to fix. So. We got that taken care of and, uh, you know, now we get to just work on speed and I feel like we're – we've been struggling a little bit here about the last couple weeks, maybe even the last month or so, but uh, hopefully turn things around here tonight. We got a, a lot of help from a lot of really great people that's behind us. So
5: It seems to me on the outside, the Longhorn teams are all one big family. Um, you guys all kind of are willing to work together or – you know i'm not wearing glasses making a statement fashion statement maybe i'm seeing it wrong
22: yeah it's uh no those guys are all really nice to deal with really everyone in the longhorns uh like you said i mean you can go talk to about anyone and uh you know you can call down to longhorn and talk to rumley or talk to you know matt langston or or steve arpin himself you know or troy whoever um they're just they're really great people to deal with and uh you know definitely happy
5: that we are where we're at with them guys how big is it for you? You're either 18 or 19. 18. You're 18, okay. You just graduated high school, and, you know, some kids want to backpack around Europe, and what do you do? You jump in the toter with your buddy Hunter and the rest of the crew and crisscross America, and basically going to hell, and more importantly, how did you convince your family that you were ready for for that?
22: Oh, I don't know. I mean, we just... All we do is really work on race cars and then go racing so um, we don't really get into anything else we don't have time to get into anything else and uh, we know that this is what we want to do for for a living and I mean this is how we get our paycheck each week so it's uh you know it's fun but it's it's a lot of work it's people say all the time it's like you know well you don't have a real job let me tell you I'd sooner get work at. a uh, Harbor Freight or McDonald's or I maybe mean, a, a lot easier to do something like that but we love doing this stuff and I want to trade it for the world I mean it's a blast doing this and like I said it's a lot of work but
5: uh it's a lot of fun now what does next year hold you eliminated your own Emon and you picked up a ride with Jerry Foster I believe and uh had a lot of success and basically that was Maybe I'm wrong, but your introduction to Longhorn. And then you followed it up with buying a super, uh, a late model off of them. And that's what you've been running all year. But what what are the plans for next year? Are you still going to do the E-Mod? Or you just want to focus completely on the late model? Or, I mean, you know, it has to be nice when you show up. And it's not you footing the bill for the car when you show up with Jerry. But, you know, when you get those big ones, it has to be nice when that money's going home with you.
22: Yeah, it's. Uh, we're still gonna be doing both next year. we About probably about the same as we did this year, really. We, uh, you know, we have a good time with Jerry. Jerry's a really good guy, and uh, we enjoy racing that modified, and we enjoy racing the slate model. So, we uh, we just try to balance it out to where, uh, you know, he doesn't like racing every weekend, so it kind of works out to where, you know, we try to match up some some races where if I'm racing the late model somewhere and then he'll bring the mod and I race it too so it works out good with them guys and like I said I really enjoy working with them guys and, and having them in my corner as well they've been a huge part of my success this year and um, like you said without Jerry I wouldn't have had this this Longhorn late model he's the one that well introduced me to that relationship for one and then also helped me out get this car so uh, Jerry's been been awesome to me and Without him, I definitely wouldn't have had the year that I've had. Any
5: chance of seeing you take both and try to conquer hell twice next year, once with the modified and once with the late model?
22: No. No, that's hard enough to do with just one car, let alone two. We uh, we probably aren't going to run that whole deal again next year. I'm not real sure. Um, there's some tracks on that deal that's a little questionable with just wasn't quite the greatest, whether it was to my fit or not. But um, so we'll just go run the tracks that we'd like to, and just bounce around. And and uh, yeah, I'm not real sure. We're we're pretty fly by night. I mean, <laughs> it's one of them deals that uh, you know all of our stuff is really sponsor driven. So it all depends at the end of the day uh, where we're at. You know, financially with, with things. If we're we're going good, we aren't spending a, a lot of money and. Or winning some money then then we can race more so um that's where we're kind of at we're just kind of fly by night and if things are going good then we'll don't race more and if things aren't then we'll have to back up a little bit and and just pick and choose oh uh, you
5: mentioned how important sponsors are so let's go ahead and talk about the sponsors that make drake troutman racing go up and down the road uh you know wheeler fleet solutions
22: rfi resources uh smith warehouse fuel Service by Glassmare. Uh, Longhorn chassis, Bilstein shocks Jay Dickens race engines Chlor's uh, notary, uh, Schaefer construction Shoes diesel performance, Thunderhill trucking um, you know DNR trucking just everyone who helps me out on this deal uh, race tire without each and every one of them um, you know, it, it wouldn't be possible to, to keep going up and down the road so definitely can't, can't thank them guys enough and uh, hopefully be with them for years to come
5: How much pride do you take in the fact that when you were 11 years old, your dad and Pap got the bright idea, let's run a track and see what this kid who raced go-karts can do in a full-size car. Now we are seven years later. um, Unfortunately, your dad's not with us physically, but he's always with us. And uh, (laughs) you're basically living a dream that you two shared, and here you are succeeding yeah for sure that's probably the coolest
22: part just that you know mine and his deal was always was was racing of course and you know the deal or the goal was to to be able to make it to the point where we can compete with lucas oil and world outlaws and and there's not so we can do that and there's not so we struggle but um for not being on a tour regularly and and popping in i feel like we've we've done pretty good this year and um i feel like we definitely made it i'd say about halfway you know i I, i'm uh I, i'm hoping you know and within the next three four years that maybe i can get to the point where maybe even papa went out at one of these shows and you know the biggest thing is just keeping after it and and working your tail off to to make sure that the car is always perfect and to, that you're ready to go and um yeah you know I, I don't know it's definitely been really cool and it's been a, a good ride
5: well, race fans, be sure to keep your eyes on the Longhorn chassis, DNR trucking, car number seven, Drake Troutman, the driver, Drake Troutman racing, fielding the car. I'm telling you, you're going to be hearing that name for years to come. Thanks for your time, Drake. Yep, thank you.
11: And now back to Don Gamble and more wrapping on Racing.
4: Here's the out of the car
1: away from Ransomville, New York. Here's the winner, Eric Rudolph. Eric, welcome back to Mercer Victory Lane. Congratulations on the win. Tell us about that battle between you and King before he went high on lap number 10. Uh, he, he, had a, he had a good car tonight, and I,
22: I think I was similar speed uh, as him. He might have been even a little bit better than I was, it seemed like I was able to get through three and four a little bit better. Uh, looks like he got on the rough stuff a little bit and were able to slip by him, and then uh, from there we are just trying to uh, get by lap cars as fast as we could you know just uh you know try putting a little bit of a gap between me and
1: him a little excitement come off of turn four for you you wouldn't ever need two lap cars you weren't sparing no
22: speed out there were you well you know you know uh cooter's uh one of the best there is down here so you know you can uh take your time out there he's he's gonna be coming so uh yeah we were trying to uh you know pass as many as we could but uh i gotta thank my guys for giving me an absolute uh, race machine tonight uh it was a pleasure to drive and uh through his track Threw us for a little bit of a uh, curve ball tonight. It's a little bit different than a uh, few other times we've been
20: here this year, but uh, it was a blast out there.
1: You've had another great year this year, BRP Modified Tour Champion. And this is your 15th win overall this year, is that correct? Uh,
22: I'm, not, I'm not really sure. I don't really uh, keep track of things like that, but uh, you know,
20: uh, we're, we got a lot of momentum going. still some amazing out here to go for So the uh, rest right
1: I think it's great for Fort Williams coming
8: up and also Oswego. lot Who do you want to thank for the win tonight? I like playing for all my fans first and foremost, but except thank all my guys. And then each and every one of these games on a tire here is uh, what we do for. So it's great watching you come like down here. I appreciate it. Congratulations one. Like
1: number one win. I appreciate thank it. Thank you, you very one. much. You're bring so up the leader tonight. You can to be in the
10: picture your way behind
1: turn number four. Here's from Ransomville, New York. I remember watching Charlie re in the '72 the big down here back in the early 80s when the CR-2 modified torque came for two years. Eric West, both the small block and the big block modified and uh, what a great year. I, I think I had had 14, 14 wins on this season anyway in both the small and the big block and yeah, a huge race coming up at Court Royal in a couple of weeks. 50,000 to win for the Short track super series and of course, Big race loss. So we
2: go to New York as well. So, we'll and first, once again, your winner, Eric Rudolph,
1: number one of the Well, now since it's working, ladies and gentlemen, your winner of the race number 305, Jeremy Cornbaugh. Well, what a night! You came in with a tribute car to this man here, Gary Edwards. You parked it in victory lane i almost called you gary edwards about 18 times out there i never ever rode that car so much what was it like
23: out there winning in that car i was i honestly thought about that myself i was like you know I but jim's probably getting a kick out of this calling his 61 again but um it was when, when i saw jimmy I, w- I felt good early but then i just kind of didn't know where to go and i saw jimmy and he got by me and i You know for Gary's sake I couldn't lose that race Seems like you're
1: the master in turn four because you did that diamond off the corner like you always do Had all the momentum coming
23: around on the high side. Yeah, there's a couple uh, Couple (laughs) holes there and uh, I actually could just go above them I know I hit them hit them lining up a couple times and I said well I better not do that so going above them and even just carrying the momentum the whole way around the top seemed to be the best way instead of Turning down across all the time the famous Lou Blaney line did it once again. Now, who do you want to thank for the win tonight? Well, I got to thank Gary for the whole reason that this car is possible. He had no idea until uh, today. Last night, we, we spent all night lettering it up, and he had no idea. So... Um, Gary, my mom, Lisa, everybody, they, they, we were up till 2 a.m. last night, but it was all worth it now. If I, I would have ran second, it wouldn't have been worth it. I've been peeling them off. <laughs> Definitely worth it. Once again, congratulations. Do it again tomorrow night. Let's do it again. Yeah, sounds good. I told him if I didn't win with the 61, I'm putting 27K back on. There
1: you go. Jeremy, once again, congratulations on the win tonight. Jeremy, Cornball winning. Gary Edwards, Hall of Fame friend here. Nice job tonight with that. Here's your winner, folks, the 29. to give dad a hug. We'll get dad first. We'll do that. I told you at Sharon, it was the month of money coming up here. And after you won that race at Sharon from the rear, Carl looked pretty good tonight. Another win for this season for you.
24: Yeah, we're, we're fortunate enough to be up here. Uh, you got to thank the Lord for that. Uh, I got to thank my car owners, Bob and Brian Tarr. Uh, early on there, I saw Colton go to the top and he was good. I saw something broke on his car coming off of too there. It's a shame, uh, but he showed me the top was there and there was lots of traction. The bottom was pretty greasy. The middle was pretty greasy. The top is, it was dominant tonight. Makes it a little
1: easier when you start near the front of the field tonight, too, doesn't it?
24: It does, especially <laughs> on a track like this where there's lots of finesse in the middle and the bottom, and you've just got to you got to rail the top. We'll try it again tomorrow night. Who else do you want to thank for the win tonight? Uh, like I said, my car owners Bob and Brian Tar for giving me this opportunity. Uh, my crew members—they're with me all the time, no matter where I go or what time it is. I say we're going racing, and they're there. All my sponsors: uh, uh, Virgil Iron and Steel, Arnar Enterprises, the Log Cabin Family Restaurant. Pioneer Electric Supply, Bish Heating and Cooling, Bernard's Electrical Services and Troubleshooting, Allegheny Tool and Supply, Schaefer Specialized Lubricants, Travis Harry Racing Engines, Double E Landscaping and Fencing, Chautauqua Metal Finishing Supply, uh, Griffin Collision, Wedge Motorsports, SS Chassis and Supply.
1: That's amazing how you rattle them off just like that. That's great. Another great win for you tonight, and hopefully we'll do it again tomorrow night. Congratulations once again. Thank you. Kurt Bish, picking up the win tonight. Of course, his dad's here from Victory Lane. That's a lot of sponsors to rattle off just like that. He does that good. Yes, right. His fourth win I have documented on the year. He's won two at Sharon now and two here. Try it again tomorrow night. Another win. Career career win here, number 15 for Kurt J. Bish.
19: Hi, my name is Jason Bush from Bush Brothers Tire Service. We are one of the best tire dealer and repair shops in Allegheny County, offering phenomenal customer service, expert in-house with more than 30 years experience to ensure premium craftsmanship is done start to finish. Bush Brothers Tire Service was started by my Uncle Paul Bush and Father Martin Bush in May of 1985. I, Jason, joined the company in early 2000. We offer state inspection and emissions testing, tire sales, tire maintenance, wheel alignments, general auto repairs, brake service, and free estimates. We are located at 1931 Monongahela Avenue, Swissville, PA, 15218. And for any additional information, you can reach us at 412-351-5342.
11: And now, more Rapid on racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri.
18: It's Friday evening of the Pittsburgher weekend. And joining me is one of the all-time greats to ever race here at PMS and a lot of history. This gentleman hasn't been here for quite a few years. There's a situation, but, you know, sometimes things are gone and forgotten, but uh, joining us now is Larry Kugel. Larry, welcome to Rapid on Racing. It's... I've been following it around, uh, you're 72 years young now, you love this sport with all your heart, you give it your all, and it's just something that you, it's a passion, and you've had so much success, uh, you're running a, a pro stock now, but I can remember Larry Kugel mainly in the modified year. you and Wade, the scene, dominated this track, a lot of wins, lots of memories, and like I said earlier, some of those memories you never thought you'd get back, but uh the new owner Blair crest uh some people reached out and uh, we won't name those people but we're instrumental in in helping you to get back and it it has to feel good larry i mean i I, you know i saw you at the trailer you know we're doing an interview in the car right now and it's just the smile is a smile that i've seen larry
2: cool haven't had in such a long time (laughs) yes it's uh it's great to be back here i've always loved this racetrack uh had a lot of success here, uh, made a lot of friends here, uh, you know, it's it's a great place, and, I, and from what I've seen, uh, this guy has done a marvelous job uh, of upgrading this place, it's just beautiful here, it's like it was years ago, you know. You know, there's that saying Rome wasn't
18: built in the day and Blair slowly chipping away with it uh, the racing surface has always been competitive here but you know through the years and there was I don't want to say neglect but just for maybe for some financial reasons it couldn't be done but like you said from a racer standpoint and someone that's been away from this track and it's not like this track you've been racing at it on a weekly basis because I don't know how many years you've been away from it you probably know but it, it's been a while and to be Twenty-one years. Twenty-one years, and that, that's a long time. And it's just—I uh, know you came back once, and there was a situation, and it wasn't quite finalized. But you know, to be able to come back and to come back on probably one of the bigger races—not uh, so much paying-wise—the Bob Walters Memorial. Uh, you know, good friend Chris Schneider puts this together, and, and Vince Laboon, and it, it's special because I know you knew—you knew Bob. Bob was one heck of an engine builder, oh, yeah. and just—you uh, know—to be. Back into you know see old friends and some guys again 21 years that's a darn long time that's and a uh, long time, yes. you know I, and it's great that you're back but you know just briefly Larry I mean I could ask you if you had a thousand memories here in those years and again it's you know you're 72 years of age now so when this was you know taken away from me, you you still were in the prime of your career but you were 50 years old but to do it I, I watched you run in Sharon and some of the local tracks you're still competitive you know you don't have a big pit crew you know Rocky seems to help you out and uh, it's just um you know almost like the one-man band Dennis Earp But again over the years it just and again it, I'll put kind of put you on the spot maybe three memories that were special and maybe it wasn't a win but something that was you know near and dear to you then when it was taken away now they'll be able to have it back It's
2: that more meaningful. Well, I think winning the Joke George race uh, was probably my most favorite thing here at the racetrack, you know. And uh, 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 probably the second thing I. that I really liked about this place was watching these uh, the Pittsburgh, uh for all them years. Uh, they was some great racing. These late models really put on a show here. I mean, if uh, if if you ever want to go see some really good late model racing, you need to come to the Pittsburgher. And uh, just uh, and the third third thing I would say, my favorite on this track is right now. Uh, being welcomed back here by the new owner Blair Blaircrest, uh, I want to thank him from the bottom of my heart. Uh, I probably won't be racing. I'll probably race one more year and then I'm going to hang her up. You know, but uh, it's so glad. I'm so glad to be back here. You know. Yeah, I,
18: that's a top three. But when not only Blair walking you, but going through the pits and just my interpretation of what. The driver's skin 21 years. A lot of these guys that are racing here weren't even born 21 years ago, yeah. but uh, you know, shows our age, Larry. But to be able to see some of the familiar faces, like you know, you're kind of parked over there next to Jim Zarin, and you know, he's just you know, the tech guys, it's just it's got to be and they're welcoming you with
2: open arms, and that's got to feel just incredible. Oh, that feels great. I mean, it's uh. You know, I've had such a heavy heart from not racing here, and uh, it just feels like a big weight lifted off my shoulder. Come being back here, you know, and uh, I've been racing with these pro stocks for a couple years now, and I made a lot of friends with these guys. He's got Chris Snyder is great. Great competitor, a great friend. Christian Snyder, great competitor, great friend. I mean, all these guys Bobby Whitling. I mean, uh, Christian was just a baby when you were last there. Oh, some of these guys says, I remember when I was a little kid in the stands watching your race modifieds there. <laughs> yeah, it makes you feel old, but uh, you know, and uh, you know, when they put it on uh, uh Facebook that I was allowed back here, I got. I was overwhelmed by how many people congratulated me on coming back here. I mean, my fellow racers, fans, uh, you know, just everybody welcomed me back, and it felt so good, you know. You know, as a competitor, and we're not going to talk about
18: situations, but as a competitor on the track, you were always fair, equal, and I don't know, I don't want to say stubborn, but you were stubborn in the fact that you were racing and you raced hard, and back when you ran the modified tier, you, know, you had 20 plus a night, so it wasn't like there was any group where you know, there was 10 and it was an easy win, or those wins that you got, and I don't know how many there are, I'm sure it's close to here, probably in the 70s, and across, you know, western Pennsylvania, Ohio, I'm, I know you got well over 100, but uh, just to be able to to do that and to come back, and again, the toughest part is, you know, you never gave it up, but to switch from the modifieds to the pro stocks, the technology on these cars is just...
2: it it, it changes continually in in the late models it changes almost daily yes it's uh these guys are really fast than i race against these pro stock guys they they really got their stuff together on these cars Uh, uh these these guys are going around here faster in a pro stock than i was in a modified you know and uh it's just a pleasure to learn from these guys you know I can't dominate these guys like I did back then but uh, uh, I have a lot of fun doing it you know uh, I just want to do it one more year I want to do a whole year at PMS and and I'm gonna hang up the steering wheel So, we, you know,
18: listeners and and drivers you are out there, you know, maybe we'll do like a little, you know, PMS uh, appreciation tour for Larry. Then at the last race, we'll give you a rocking chair.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you very much. I I got a little uh, mini bike. I call it my uh, uh, walker on wheels. (laughs) That's funny. As we're doing an interview,
18: I watched one of the crate late models go by and it's uh, Bam Bam Biggerhurst and
2: he's 13 years of age. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. We didn't have uh, kids that young racing when I, when I started. I started back in 78 down at the, uh, uh, Green Valley. You know. I think yeah. you might have a driver's suit older than that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I do. I know I got a helmet older than that.
18: Yeah. Well Larry, for myself and Don back in North Carolina, it's great to see your back, smile on your face, you know, getting a chance to to live out uh, your you know, your final years of racing and we're all looking forward to that uh, that farewell tour next year and again tonight some
2: big heavy hitters and expectations have fun that's about it yep just gonna have fun you know and uh good luck to everybody i'm racing with tonight and uh again i want to thank blair crest for welcoming me
18: back thank you well larry it's always great to see you i, I haven't seen you much other than around Sharon or, or some of the local tracks but to sit here and to do
2: an interview with one of the all-time greats at pittsburgh it, it's my honor well thank you very much uh it's an honor being on Rapping on racing I, I remember when this Rapping on racing first started <laughs> and uh it was it's it's really grown and uh you guys do a great job. Thank you. Yeah, yeah Forty-five years now, so
18: it, it, it's been you know quite a run for you know Don and everybody. So again, is uh, you know not to be repetitive. Enjoy the evening, but more importantly, enjoy the weekend. Yes. Thank you very much. at the Pittsburgh and we're talking to Max Blair, the driver of the one one one. Max, uh, congratulations on your rookie of the year with Lucas and that's you know an accomplishment that not too many drivers did. You had an opportunity this year to team up with with Boone Briggs and it was a good opportunity. You guys decided to run the Lucas Tour. You had run the World of Outlaw to perform, but then you hooked up with Dave and uh, it's an opportunity that I, I, I've had a chance to meet him and He's got, uh, I guess, Kayla's car that you've had great success in, in you know, the crate division with, and you guys are going to team up next year.
17: Yeah, yeah, no, I'm real excited to race for Brad and them guys there. It's uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think we're gonna be a be a good fit together, and hopefully it goes well.
18: And, uh, pretty much the same. Where I know Brad's up, I think he's up in the Yacht area. Are you gonna still base it out of you know your home, or are you gonna do it out of Dave or Brad's shop?
17: No, we're gonna. Everything will be still be based out of
18: our our shop in Titusville. So your dad's still gonna be the crew chief. Yep. Everything pretty much status quo, except a uh, different car owner and still going to run the Lucas Oil, correct? Yep, that's the plan. Uh, you know, while we're talking about that, we, we have to joke, you know, we're all here in Pittsburgh, we're diehard Steeler fans, and you know, you and Dustin Jared love the, you know, love the Fins, the Miami Dolphins, they're off to a great start, and you know, you, you support them with the helmets, so it's kind of, I mean, when you go from state to state, do you ever get ribbed about the Dolphins?
17: No, no more, no, not too much, I, uh, I actually end up signing quite a few like dolphins hats and things like that so uh, it's fun you know my wife and I are season ticket holders in Miami we go to the main home games as we can get to and it's uh it's really kind of my escape from what we do every day I guess it's I race and I enjoy watching football you know
18: some people go hunt you go uh you go to the flat in Miami that's not too bad of a thing a little bit warmer weather and uh, enjoy it, watch the fish play yeah yeah we we love it Again, uh, next year, pretty much the plans, uh, and again, I know nothing's, you know, concrete, but, you know, to run the Lucas, and, you know, what was it like for you You had to run the Outlaw Tour? And, you know, when you run the Lucas, Max, it's tracks that you you haven't seen, and, you know, when you go back next year, you'll have some a little bit more familiarity. Yeah, that's the hope. I mean, it, we went to a lot of new race tracks, but uh,
17: there's a good group of people to race with. You know, I enjoyed getting getting to know everybody, and you know, I, uh, I'm looking forward to the opportunity to go do it again after being at the places uh, before. Still going to be in a rocket chassis? Uh, right now, everything's kind of up in the air. We haven't uh, we haven't made no definite decisions when as far as any any of that goes. We're still uh, still got to sit down and have a bunch of conversations about some stuff here.
18: Well, again, well, congratulations on the Rookie of the Year. I think you're currently ninth in. The championship, and uh, we don't see down at Pittsburgh tonight. But you're going to be doing double duty, I guess. The the double zero is going to be making its trip, and that car, I don't know. It, it, it's been kind of lucky. It's been pretty good to you every time you've been out. It's been super fast. Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of fun racing that thing, and uh, it's been good. So hopefully,
17: maybe we, you know, I've always kind of struggled at this place. So we'll see how tonight ends up.
18: Well, we always say if you know if you take a walk around, you'll see like the lower half now is there. It's not flooded anymore. You can actually race down there, and and always with the crates, it's it's to be fast. You know, you want to be up top. But again, uh, it's good talking to you. Best of luck for next year, and congratulations on your uh, championship or with the uh, rookie of the year. Yep, appreciate it.
4: If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life. And I had to start again with just my children and my wife. Thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that From sea to shining sea From Detroit down to Houston And New York to LA Where there's pride in every American heart And it's time we stand and say to read
18: sports talk show today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners recognized by the eastern motorsports press association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern united states have a great week and be sure to tune in for another installment of Rapping on racing
4: stand on it come on y'all stand on it